Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 49 of the I Brew My Own Coffee podcast. We are the podcast for people who care about coffee. I'm your host, Brian Sheely, and joining me today, as always, is the boy wonder of the holiday blend, Mr. Brian Bikey. Hello, Brian. Ho, 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 Brian. <laughs> it's that time of year, right? Yes, it's, Ho- I, I hear it's I hear it's the most wonderful time of the it year. It is, yes. Uh, we, we, we probably could start singing that song, I suppose, if we wanted to. Um, yeah, so uh, it's, uh, it's nice to talk to you again after our uh, first ever encounter, actually right. meeting for the very first time in Seattle a couple weeks ago. I know, it was excellent. It was bodacious, even. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm still sifting through all of my massive piles of chocolate that I brought back from the Northwest Chocolate Festival. Um, I bet. Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty cool. We've we've been getting into uh, the praline um, from Maru. Uh, don't even. You're only doing that because you know I didn't get one. <laughs> uh, oh man, it's no big deal. No big deal. All right. Well, you you you've been doing all those crazy uh, chocolate and cheese pairings from Dick Taylor. Right? I know, I know, I did. Yep. Yeah, I was uh, I was super bummed I didn't pick up their uh, peppermint drinking chocolate while I was there. But oh well, they love you. I'm, I'm sure you can order that online without any issues. Correct. Um, okay, so let's uh, let's get started with the episode like we always do. Uh, we're going to talk about some of the coffees that we've been brewing and enjoying. And I suppose we should just start with you, Brian. What you been brewing? So, man, it's uh, it's tough to narrow down what I've what I've been brewing that I've, that's been like super tasty because just kind of at the end of the year, and I feel like it. I feel like the end of the year it happened last year too. That you, there's just a lot of tasty coffees. Mm-hmm. I feel like I have to go with novels. Most recent Kenya coffee is it? It's us. It's Simon. I thought. If they pronounce it that way, that might just be the American way of pronouncing. Sure, go go Americanized here. Sure, but when so when um, I think it was right before I left Dallas, um, one of the guys from Novel Kevin was going on um, an origin trip to Kenya, and and this is one of the uh, estates that he was able to visit while he was on his sourcing trip there. Um, so it's, I believe Simon Mariku. Yeah. Good. Might have that completely wrong, but, yeah. um, it's, it's, a again, wash coffee from Kenya, really great coffee. I mean, if anyone orders it, that comes with a, a card with a story, but also check out the website. Uh, and it's got a little bit about, uh, this coffee in general, but just a super dynamic coffee. I believe you got a chance to try it too, but mm-hmm. it, they, I've been, you know, I've I've had a couple of Kenyan coffees off and on, and just I think it's one of those regions that has the potential to give you good good quality coffee, but then some are just like just dynamite, and this is one that's just really exciting the whole way through. It's exhilarating, it's very vibrant, so it's got a lot of fruitiness to it, um, but also just has a great sweetness to it. So uh, brewed that up on a bunch of different ways, but I I brewed up on the V sixty O two at home and then the O one at work and it's just been a, a delicious coffee. I think that's in our recommends 
uh, going out for December as well. But yeah, that's what I, that's something I've been brewing. What about you? Um, so we had on the day before Thanksgiving a little coffee party at our house, like we do um, for some friends and family. And I was looking for uh, just a really solid uh, coffee to serve on filter. So I picked up from a from a little shop here in town another offering from Forty Ninth Parallel. Probably, you know, I've gotten into a bunch of their coffees this year since this shop has been open. But uh, it's one that you'll probably be familiar with. It's the uh, the Kayan Mountain, Ethiopia. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Quills had that on on their menu. You don't still have any, do you? Yep, we sure do. Oh, you do. Cool. So um, it's the Kayan Mountain from Forty Ninth Parallel. And I was just a huge fan of it on filter. We 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 brewed it on the ratio at the party, and just screams of florality. Just a ton of ton of florals everywhere, and uh, a lot of sort of malic acidity, sort of pear things going on. Uh, finishes with a nice citrus sort of brightness, and uh, big fan of that one. And I was I was reading through their little blurb on their website. Apparently. Uh, this is the last uh, Ethiopian coffee that they're going to have on their menu um, mm. for a little bit. So, yeah. You know what? Now Definitely, that I think about uh, it, maybe I, we don't have Kiam out anymore. And I really want to try that. And I'm wondering if it's cheaper to have you send me a bag or <laughs> order a bag from them. I'm going to have to figure that out off air. Yeah, yeah it's super good. Um, I, I was I was a big fan of it. And it went over like gangbusters at the party. So that was good. That's awesome. Um, yeah. So uh, before we get too far into the episode... I can I do a shout out? Am I am I allowed to do a shout out on the show? Absolutely. I mean, I cool. might have to check with the uh, the people who run the podcast to see, but right, uh, I think we'll, it's we'll, okay. We'll pause and get permission here. But uh, <laughs> in the uh, in the interest of sort of you know connecting people who haven't necessarily been connected before, this morning I woke up and I was cruising around the interwebs and I found a new blog that I'd never actually run across before. I follow a lot of coffee blogs, and I ran across this blog called districtofcoffee.com. Um, it's apparently uh, two ladies who put together this uh, sort of rundown of um, different coffee shops and brew methods and all kinds of interesting things in the District of Columbia. And in the, their latest post, they actually mentioned our podcast. And uh, this was, I think, Danielle from from their blog and she was writing all about brew methods that she used at home and one of the things that spurred her into kind of investigating different brew methods and different techniques for you know for grinding and weighing and you know keeping track of her temperatures and everything like that uh was the podcast so that's super cool that's incredible uh, yeah it was it was kind of a neat little read and and uh she talks about her AeroPress and her Porlex grinder and and what she does for pour over, and uh, she's even gone down to the uh, to the point of now brewing on a Yama Silverton at home. Oh, nice! Which is uh, a super fancy uh, brew method that I think we talked about on the last podcast. But I first got my my very first uh, experience with at La Colombe uh, mm-hmm. while I was kind of in that neck of the woods. So super cool and uh, big thanks for. For the shout out on the blog and uh, as always we'll have links to uh, all the things that we talk about on this show on our website at uh, ibrewmyowncoffee.com slash 49 
we'll drop a link to that blog post uh, in there. So thanks a lot. So also, just before we get into the topic, I want to I wanna do kind of an apology, but also kind of a catch-up. We did this last episode because it had been a while since we recorded but again, we're, we're doing it again, and I, I want to apologize. I know we got a ton of listeners who regular this podcast, and the episodes have been a bit few and be far between. So I want to apologize on behalf of Brian and I for that. <laughs> but also, there, there have been some crazy life circumstances. Not super crazy. Nothing, no crazy illnesses or anything, but with me relocating and moving and then I got we bought a house and so we're trying to get into the house. I've been in without internet but now I'm without a place to record. Yada yada. Right now you can tell the quality is a little different. I'm just I don't have my mic set up, but um we've been traveling. We were gonna record while we were in Seattle together, but we didn't. That's this episode now. So um but again we appreciate everyone who tunes in, listens to it and um trusts anything that we have to say or just aligns with anything we have to say while we're figuring out things with coffee alongside of you. So um, again, we apologize for that. Hopefully we'll, we will be tightening that back up um, <laughs> and continuing on. But on a similar note too, um, I started realizing uh, people were, were mentioning um, nominations for Spreggy awards and um it's not voting time now, and maybe we'll throw this at the end of the show as well, but I do want to say um, if anybody has um, gotten any um, helpful information from the podcast, if it's been a good listen for you, if you look forward to it every couple of weeks or whenever it is that we put it out, if you've gotten value from it, we would we would be honored if you would put I Brew My Own Coffee in as a potential for coffee podcast and go through that and, and put in your favorite roasters and anything that's in there. It's helpful for anybody in the coffee industry, especially maybe some of the smaller guys. If someone's doing just a banging job to, to get them um, a little bit of recognition. So yeah. couple well, of, I a mean, couple of more shout outs there. Shameless self-promotion aside. I mean, I, I think, um, you know, every year I look forward to the spreadsheets and I look forward to figuring out what's really landing with with folks. And so when when it actually comes time for the winners to be announced, yeah, it's really cool just to see like who's doing an awesome job in in blogs and podcasts and you know all the different roasters and and coffee producers and everything else out there that they have new cafes for. So, uh, and products and yep 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 yep. So very cool and. uh um, definitely, you know, on the same topic of sprudge, um, we're going to talk on this episode a little bit about sort of the holidays, you know, it's coming up obviously right around the corner. And unfortunately, as, as we've recorded this podcast after black Friday and cyber Monday, um, shopping for the holidays, you know, over this past weekend, you know, there was a lot of discounts out there, a lot of really great deals that you could have had, um, gotten your hands on so if if uh if you got any of those if you if you had uh some good buys you know we'd love to hear about them but you know we're going to talk a little bit about some of the things that you might be thinking about in terms of you know shopping for the holidays maybe for uh, uh somebody in your life who's new to coffee or maybe even yourself you know obviously there's lots of uh interesting things out there to get your hands on these days and you know, we're going to talk about some of the things that 
kind of brighten our holidays. And Brian mentioned it before, you know, December for me, kind of the end of the year, I don't know what it is. Maybe it's just, you know, the, the certain harvest seasons and all that stuff, but it seems like there are some really, you know, solid coffees that come around this time of year. Um, Mm -hmm. so we'll, we'll talk about a few of those here on the episode, but on the topic of Sprudge, um, they just produced a list of 21 very merry holiday coffee blends. Um, so, you know, we talk a lot about single origin coffees. What's, what's the big deal about a holiday blend? Like why, I know you and I get excited about this, but why, why did you get super excited about holiday blends this time? I get excited about holiday blends because I feel like there several of the roasters that you'll see on this list or not on this list too, they have blends year round. But I, for some reason, I feel like people don't generally um, jive with a, with a blend. They'd rather go with a single origin. And some of the blends, they might be just a, a combination of two of them. And um, I don't know this to be true, but I would think a lot of times in blends, I know it happens like in espresso blends and stuff. You, you may not, you may not have the highest quality coffees, but for some reason, I feel like in, in the, like a, a Christmas or a, a, the, the winter seasonal blend, a lot of times I feel like you have some, some good quality coffees in those sure. blends or, or maybe even like one good one that is carried by um, a coffee that, I mean, I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just saying traditionally might not be as high as a uh, price coffee, a Sumatra and a Brazil, or, you know, something, a, a Sulawesi, something like that, that holds the bottom end. But then you get some excitement in the blend from some really interesting coffee from Colombia or Ethiopia, Kenya, you know, an African coffee or something like that. But sure. there's just so many different flavor profiles in this time of year that you can hit. You know, you might go for something really spicy. You might go for something that's kind of the counter to the winter coffee and try and do something more fresh, more clean. Right. Um, you might go with something that reminds you of chestnuts roasting on an open fire, hot chocolate, mold wine. You know, there's just a whole lot of different profiles that f- flavor and aroma wise fit in this season. So I think it's always just exciting to see what various roasters come up with. I, I think it's cool just even scrolling through this list quickly, you know, it, you, you get a sense for that because you, you start to see some of these like, um, let me pick one here, Madcap. They have a holiday fusion blend right now and the notes on it are cranberry and sparkling acidity. It just sounds mm-hmm. like that fits right into uh, into the holiday vibe. But then, you know, you've got you've got Equator Coffee and they've got a holiday blend out right now. And the profile of it looks like strawberry, honeysuckle, and marzipan. Really not something I would associate with the holidays necessarily, but still, you know, it sounds sounds refreshing and interesting. And, you know, it's it's just cool to see sort of the roundup of all of these different companies who who come out with different blends. And on the topic, I guess, um, Quills, uh, not, not again to shamelessly self-promote, but Quills, you guys just came out with your very first blend. Correct. Uh, not blend, but very first holiday blend. Holiday blend, yep. So how 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 did that go? What what were some of the the choices or or discussions that you guys had in putting together a blend for the holidays? I, I was just bouncing around different coffees we had on the cupping table and tried to figure out kind of some profiles that seemed to to flow right. And then, to be honest, a lot of times I was going after a profile that I liked from 
from holiday blends I had in the past. You know, Populous's uh, holiday blend last year was great. What was there's the the coffee from Red Rooster that we had last year? Was oh, it yeah. was it their holiday blend? Yes, that coffee, yes, yes, yes. Olympia's coffee, Populous's last year. These are all coffees that I had in mind, and they they all had just a nice, comfortable. Um, like chocolate, a uh, baseline, something that's kind of a smooth sweetness, but also an interesting uh, fruit play. So mm. I was just trying to figure out some some flavors that did that. Found a found a combination I thought was was pretty good. It was uh, me and Lee kind of bouncing some of this around. I mean, the whole team obviously had um, a play in the decision, but then we just kind of played with some percentages and found something that I thought was uh, was pretty fun. But again, you know, that's just that's just one example of many. And it's, it's fun because, you know, somebody might not be looking for kind of a, a zingy fruit front with a nice acidity and an, a, a, a sweet finish. They might, again, one, you know, one thing that I, I don't know if it's the same this year, but one thing that I really remembered from Bespoken's holiday blend is he, you know, he, rem- it was a, a memory of drinking hot chocolate around the fire. Yeah. So it was really surprising when I first got into that. That was what two years ago, because it was uh, a heavier coffee than what I might normally drink. But it really made sense once I got to you know the point of what he was going for in the coffee. And um, it's it's so cold where wherever <laughs> I live usually not maybe so not for cold. everybody not not for everybody. But yeah. I mean it's it's rare that I would find a coffee that I wouldn't want to drink. Sure. Um, you know, even with 21 sort of notable roasters called out here in this list on Sprudge, there are a lot of roasters doing holiday blends that aren't even mm-hmm. listed in here. And uh, I maybe just, you know, for my own sake, I thought it'd be cool just to to call out a couple of the ones that I found um, that I have actually in the house right now that aren't on this list. Um, Kuma just came out with Kuma Bear Claws. Bear Claws. Yeah. And I, I honestly think that they probably win the award for uh, for uh, branding their holiday blend sort of in the way that they describe their coffee uh, among most of the roasters out there. The, the region is obviously the North Pole. Uh, the varietal is Santa's Little Secret. The mm-hmm. elevation, which is perfect, is listed as up on the rooftop. Clearly. Click, yeah, click, click. Up on the rooftop. Boom. Um, but the, the flavor profile of theirs is uh, chocolate, fig, pomegranate, cranberry, and spice cake, which sounds right in line with something that I'm looking for around this time of year. Um, mm-hmm. Plus, obviously, their little kuma bear has a nice set of antlers on it, which is always exciting. That's right. Um, did you get into Velton's uh, holiday blend before? I did not. I did not before, and I still have yet yeah. to order. So a couple of years ago, they actually uh, scored a pretty nice review on Coffee Review and uh, for, for this blend. And this year, they've come out with another version of it. Um, it's a version of, or a blend of Java and Kenyan coffees, uh, 50-50. And they've got um, notes here that look like toffee, chocolate, boysenberry, and currants, which... You know, again, kind of fits right in line with all that. Um, I haven't gotten into it yet, but I, I did get my bag uh, this past week. And we can't we can't forget Ruby Coffee mm. and their Cheers blend. We had that last. Well, 
You know, now that I think about it, it wasn't. I think I had it last year, but also two years ago because I remember when I was at Plaid Hat drinking it yeah. and uh, filling orders. And um, yeah, I had that again. It wasn't mine. It was um, one of the uh, one of our managers here ordered some of that, and that is just as good as I always remember. <laughs> Not that it's the same components. I'm right, just right. saying it's just as good of a blend as I always remember. Yeah. So uh, you know, if you're if you're looking to fill out a uh you know a holiday checklist of some coffees that you can pick up there are tons of holiday blends out there um and if you're also looking to to buy a coffee for somebody to enjoy kind of around this time of year again you know just a a nice listing of a bunch of different blends um even if blends aren't necessarily your thing um on this list are actually a a few um quote unquote blends they're actually not blends they're just single origin coffees that uh, kind of fit within that characteristic. I know Tim Wendelbo has his uh, Nascimento Honduran coffee right now that he's labeling the Merry Christmas uh, coffee. So, yeah, I mean, lots of lots of options out there if you're if you're looking to get into some interesting coffees. Uh, that is the time of year where everybody has a geisha. Uh, yeah, I did a bad thing. Not a bad Uh-oh. thing. I mean, I did a I did a thing. Um, so it, you know, whenever we talk about December or sort of this time of year, um, it's really when a lot of those Panamanian geishas kind of start rolling in and, uh, uh-huh. yeah. so, um, Verve had recently announced that they had a set of cans as they do, um, yes. with, you know, included in that was the green tip and a few other uh, a few other types of Panamanian geisha offerings that they had. And recently they split up the set and now you can buy each can on its own, which is yes. super cool. So, you know, I think every year the last, well, last year and the year before I bought, you know, I and I think last year, didn't we split the green tip? I'm pretty sure we... Yeah, didn't we? Yeah, I think yeah. we split it and I... I sent you the the can. Um, so yeah, mm-hmm. I I got a I got a can of Verve's Green Tip Geisha, and I'm curious to see how it is. Um, you know, hopefully it'll. The tasting notes look incredible. Yeah, lychee, again. key lime, champagne. Yeah. For anyone who doesn't know, too, this coffee has been my favorite coffee the last yeah. two years. So there's just something about it the last two years that it just. Uh, <laughs> Well, and it's cool, you know, when you when you find obviously geishas have been very very hyped up and if you're interested in hearing more information about geishas especially as they impact uh, you know, Panama particularly, um, you know, we we had a discussion with Wilfred Lamastis a bunch of episodes ago. You can go back and listen to that. Um, but these coffees, you know, consistently are some of my favorites and you know, price aside, I, I really, I really have enjoyed how much they stand out, especially these green tips. Um, I think last year I ended up going with my favorite coffee of the year, uh, which was the George Howell Mario Carnival. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I was curious to see whether or not they were going to roast another version of it again. And, I bet you still see it, dude. Last year they had last year they brought out one that they had froze from the yes. year prior. And I'm as a special. So I, I wouldn't and, doubt it. And I looked on their site, you know, recently and I didn't see, 
them getting into you know an, another round of roasting. Maybe they already have in November, um, but I didn't see them doing that anytime soon. But I did find that uh, PT's coffee, which we found out from Wilford, is also sort of directly sourcing coffees from Panama as well. Um, PT's coffee mm-hmm. has their Esmeralda Mario 3 Carnival available right now. Um, and it, I think it actually ships December 6th, so you can get in on that. It is spendy, you know, kind of like all of these coffees. They are a little expensive, well, more than a little. Um, yeah, they're they're expensive. Th- Just, these are not coffees that you. Let's no, call a spade a spade. a spade for sure. I've I've been wanting to it's I've been wanting spade. to say that for a while. <laughs> it's a spendy spade uh, at at forty seven dollars and fifty cents for an eight ounce tin, which is actually a steal in comparison to Verve's Alita Green Tip Geisha, which is sixty five dollars and eight ounce tin. Um, yes, very expensive. But you know, again, this this is sort of the time of year for a little bit of extravagance. And if you're going to go in for a gift for somebody, maybe a coffee like this would be interesting. You know, something that you don't get all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is from the Peterson family. The notes on this coffee are rose water, apricot jam, and lily. So it sounds like it's just going to be a floral bomb again. Um, kind of excited mm-hmm. about that one. And then mud house coffee roasters, yes. um, which I've never ordered from. And, Apparently, Roast Magazine has assigned them as the 2017 Roaster of the Year, which is super impressive. And and having never ordered from them before, I was curious to check them out. And uh, yeah, so they they have right now a coffee that I've been keeping my eyeballs on for a little while. It's the uh, Finca La Mula, uh, which won the Good Food Awards in 2016. Um, it was also the coffee that was rated as the best of Panama in 2014. La Mula is a, is a farm that we, I think we heard about again on that episode with Wilford, um, owned by Willem Boot. And, uh, I guess Kelly Hartman manages that farm too, which is pretty Dude, cool. Completely unreal. I never, I never looked at <laughs> this company, nor. I know. Yeah. No, and completely I. Completely oblivious. Uh, the notes on this coffee are. Uh, black currant, passion fruit, and cacao aroma, um, lingering flavors of papaya, tea rose, jasmine infused caramel, and black tea. Sounds very interesting. It's a natural processed coffee, uh, geisha from Panama, Finca La Mula. Um, so yeah, you know, just checking off some boxes here, and and uh, you have to let me know how that one is. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, I'll probably be sending you some anyway. Ooh, I like the sound of that. Yes, well, it's hard with coffees like these because, you know, you you get into them and you, if they are great, as you might be hoping that they would be, it's always hard to be the only one drinking them at any time. So, yeah, I'll probably be sending you a little bit. But, yeah, it's geisha season. It's uh, raining, raining geishas. So, I probably should not have spent that much money on, no. on coffee. But. Well, I guess the question is, did you spend more money on geishas or did you spend more money on chocolate at Northwest Chocolate Festival? Um, well, That's I'm, the- yeah, I'm pretty sure I spent more money on chocolate, but I can justify that because clearly there are certain periods of time in Phoenix where I am not able to actually order chocolate and have it delivered. Right. Just making up for lost time. Yeah, you know. Anyway, so uh, those are some interesting things if you, if you haven't been... Uh, 
in the loop about geishas and coffees from Panama. Maybe that's something you'd want to check out too. Um, have, did you get involved last year in the uh, in the widely popular Secret Santa that is the third wave witch shell? I did. You did. How'd that go? Yep. Did you get anything cool? Yeah. So I had a good experience. I sent out a a Burundi coffee from here in the states out to somebody. I don't think I ever heard anything back, and I ended up getting coffee from someone uh, who actually runs the company Casino Mocha out of Hungary, and they had sent a, f- a flight of some of their offerings and beautiful packaging. So I actually kind of lucked out with a really fun experience. I know not everybody had the same yeah. story. Were you a part of it? Yeah, I got involved uh, with sending out one of the heart coffees. I think it was one of the Kenyan... I forget now which one it was. I sent it to somebody I, I don't know, and I'm not even really sure if they ever received it. Hopefully they did. Um, but I feel like I kind of got the better end of the deal last year. I got a, uh, a a pair of coffees and a little care package from um, Lipa Cafe in Norway. And um, mm-hmm. yeah, I got some coffees from them. Actually, they were sent to me uh, by uh, Ingrid Johnson, who is one of the people involved with uh, Coffee Kazi in Norway. And yeah, it was super cool. A little little book of uh, the ABCs of coffee and a little coffee mug with Samuel L. Jackson on it and some <laughs> Norwegian candy, apparently. Uh, but yeah, so it was very cool. I enjoyed it a lot. And uh, did you sign up this year? Have you Have you signed up yet? I have yeah. not yet. No. So um, I did sign up. I, I, I wasn't sure if I was going to, but I figured, you know, around this time of year, it's kind of neat just to get you know, roll the dice and see what you get. And so I signed up. And if you are interested in signing up, you can go to Third Wave Wishteln, which we will obviously have a link to that in the show notes. Um, you can still sign up up until I think they extended out the date. Uh, should now be December uh, the 5th. Yeah, d- Monday, December 5th. So you can sign up and... Uh, agree to send out coffees to somebody whenever they send you their contact information. And then hopefully at some point you'll be receiving coffee from another coffee lover somewhere in the world. So kind of a cool thing to be doing around this time of year, a little secret Santa uh, action going on. Anyway, so the the secret Santa, that, that could be a cool thing to do. What else? I, I feel like there's a bunch of products right now um, things that you could probably pick up or buy for somebody like what, if you were going to get something for a coffee lover in your life, what, what would you be looking for right about now? It's hard for me to, to not look at the department of brewology yeah. site because he's got this new bloom series of posters, which are beautiful, but then that had that new line of pins out too, oh, yeah. like the caffeine the enamel pins. pins that they've got. Yeah, but the so they have like the merit badges and stuff, but then these are just super super uh, fun, like kind of play off of um, modern pop stuff. Yeah, so that's worth checking out. But another thing that I just got linked to by somebody before we started recording was this holiday sweater from Intelligentsia. Have you seen this? I have not. You know how everybody does? They'll do a lot of people do these T-shirts or sweatshirts that are um, 
that are the printed that have that like eight bit looking kind of classic holiday pattern. Um, oh, stop! With 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 different icons, they've <laughs> got one with the big and it's I, it looks like it's a legit sweater, not just it's a it's a custom knit sweater, so it's not just a sweatshirt, and it's got the big intelligentsia pattern across um, the top, but then it has like saucers <laughs> and porta filters and a kettle and the v60s the v60s and stuff and <laughs> it's just i mean it's currently out of stock maybe it's not even up yet so maybe i shouldn't even brought it up maybe just the medium's out of stock let's see large up oh, large is available large is small, available small is available these aren't going to be available tomorrow you know after this podcast goes up but um but anyway the super funny super yeah. fun um that is cool i i, I had not even seen that <laughs> that's so good that's super fun um yeah, I was totally going to call out Department of Biology too. I know we didn't even really talk about what we would pick, but um, their Bloom posters are just sick. I, I got the whole set sitting right next to me right now, and they're super pretty. Um, definitely. And I think they're on sale right now, too, which is awesome. So if Correct. you wanted to go check those out. Um, you know what else? <clears throat> I, I know we have talked about this product for quite a long time, but it's finally out. Um the hand ground precision coffee grinder is now available. Um, and so if you didn't actually get in on the Kickstarter, uh, did you get yours yet? Have you have you gotten it shipped yet? Nope. Still have not gotten it. So I couldn't say a single thing about it. I bet. I wonder if it got shipped to your old address. Nope. I updated that address. So yeah, not bitter about it at all. Yeah. To be honest, I haven't heard anything about it. I'm not trying to sound snarky. I just no, no, no. I so I would got like mine, to hear something about it. I got mine last weekend, and um, I have refrained from talking about it very much until I hear other people talking about it because I'm curious what people think. But uh, right, it's massive. I didn't expect it to be as big as it is. Hmm. Um, but the little grind control, uh, the grind adjustment settings on it are are real easy to use. Um, the hopper's massive. I mean, you can, I think you can put up to like, I think you can put over a hundred grams in there, which is fairly large considering most people's brewing. Um, right. But yeah, I, uh, I got into that this past weekend. I was playing around with it. Um, you know, it's hard for me because I've got a, a forte at home and, and it's hard for a lot of other grinders to even live up to that. But compared to my Hario Slim Mill, that I have, which is my only other hand grinder. Um, I, I think it knocks it out of the park pretty, pretty handily. Um, although it is, you know, an order of magnitude more expensive though. It's only 80 bucks on Amazon right now. You can get the black model for 80 bucks and have it shipped. I think via prime, which hmm. is always good. I think the black and the white, um, are 80 and then the, the brushed nickel, which is the one that I have is a hundred dollars. Um, Right. So yeah, if you're looking for uh for a gift for somebody to to uh up their coffee game, maybe if they're still using a blade grinder or maybe they've got a um another type of burr grinder that's not really working out so well, you know, the hand grinds out now. And uh yeah, I I think it's really pretty. I didn't expect there's a uh, there's a rubber foot on the bottom. And um Oh, nice. Yeah, it 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 helps it stay stable on your countertop. Um, I'll just come right out and say it. I, I dislike the rubber foot. 
it's it's very gummy and like i don't know it uh it kind of leaves weird residue on my countertop so hmm. i have since stopped using the rubber foot fortunately it comes off real easily so anyway i don't uh, i don't know anything about this but i know that and i get talk, sorry to jump subjects back to david a department of virology but have you seen anything about this third wave water tablet oh yeah 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 yeah, he posted about Where, that the other day. Yeah, well, I mean, um, I mean that's something that's purchasable. And I only bring it up because, and to be honest, we gotta we should talk to this guy. We gotta contact this guy. Um, I'm down. But um, so yeah, they have pre-production samples of this product that you add to a gallon of distilled or reverse osmosis water. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, they're still kind of working with some stuff, but reasonable price too. And I, again, I can't speak for it yet. Um, David had a lot of high praise about it, but I'd be super curious to hear if somebody got this for themselves or a coffee nerd in their life and what they thought. Because everyone's always trying to figure out, you know, how to get decent quality water. Or if you're like you're traveling, you're at in-laws' house, you're out camping, right? Yep. Um. So anyway, another option that you know that we don't necessarily talk about very often. That's um, super intriguing when it comes to all of, you know, a lot of our listeners, home brewers, right? Yeah. Um, so, well, and um, that's something. I know for a long time, or I don't know how long, but I know for a while, Prima has sold um, their AB formula water on their site. Um, and I've been tempted to, to uh, pull the trigger on it, but I never have. Um, it also, it's kind of that same idea. I think there's like two squeeze bottles that you empty into a gallon of distilled water and then it's supposed to uh, bring it up to some amount of SCAA standards. Right. I don't know. It, another, another option. Yeah, I mean, just there. throwing a shout out to, to Prima. I mean, I don't know if you've seen some of the gear they've had, they got in lately, but I mean, they've got, they've got Feld grinds, they've got Malgit um, dozers and buzzers. They've got Sete. I mean, they've got, They've got a lot of the gear that we've we've been talking about across various episodes the last year or two, yeah. um, and in other newer things that are really neat. So, I mean, if you're looking, if you know somebody who's into needs some gear, um, they definitely have a lot of the a lot of the the gadgetry that um, is hard to come. But for a while, you know, my my favorite hand grind that I use is the felt grind, and anytime I post it, people don't they don't want to pay to get it shipped from overseas right. i mean same with malgit too these are both products that aren't um they're not generally from a, they're not from a u.s company um so finding somewhere you can get it's nice yeah here in the states uh, again if you're not in the states that doesn't help you but um there might be a distributor near you or um perhaps it might be accessible to you as well they're really they're really great tools not the felt grind great hand grinder the malgit those are the tools that we used at New York coffee festival that I just fell in love with. So, sure. So, uh, what about maybe we'll, maybe we'll wrap up the episode with sort of this last topic. What do you, what do you think, you know, brew method wise? I mean, obviously not, there aren't like brand spanking new brew methods out there, although maybe there is, um, mm. but what have you been, have you been following Nick Cho's? I have, feed? I have, the December, the December brewer, is he trolling? I, I can never tell 
It it looks like a real. Or if that's a real thing, it looks like a real product. I, I want I, I, I want that. I think I think it is. Um, hmm. yeah. So uh, Nick Cho has been talking about this new brewer that he's been uh, designing. I think, um, called the December Brewer, and it looks a whole lot like um a Kalita Wave one eighty five. Uh, but have you seen, mm-hmm. did you see the most recent um, inside view? Uh, I did. So, I mean, obviously, if you're familiar with the Kalita 185, there's three holes in the bottom. Um, and apparently, this December Brewer is has a bunch more holes for whatever reason. It's got 12, with which looks like a, a control to which you can close off several of the holes. So you basically can... Bring it down to, I mean, I guess at, at it, I mean, without, I mean, I don't know the product, but I, I would assume you could use it as an immersion style even, or even for the bloom, which is pretty cool, and then open it up. But you can open up to where you only have, the, it's three sets of three holes. So you can open up to where it looks like there's one of each hole open, two of each hole, or all three of the hole sections open. So you're going to be able to control flow rate, um, which yeah. is neat. Um, so we'll obviously have a link to this, um, December. It's actually referred to as the December dripper, just so we're all clear. Um, we'll have a link to a long <laughs> December. Speaking, nothing speaking of exciting leave. things to happen in December, um, the December dripper, uh, yeah, we'll have a link to the video. Uh, maybe one of the tweets that he posted about that. Um, what else, what, what, what else would you buy that's actually available right now? Hmm. Well, I mean, the the one thing I've been buying is chocolate. So, I mean, that's yes, we all. It's not coffee all. related, but I've been I've um, been getting more involved in uh, in the uh, clever dripper. I've enjoyed that. I've ever since yeah. we uh, ever since we chatted with Maxwell Mooney about uh, switching up the filters in the clever. I've been. I've been brewing a lot on that. And uh I don't know. I I don't know that there is another brew method that produces the same kind of results with as much um ease and convenience and approachability. Mm-hmm. I think uh I think that one's got it beat for for easy easy brewing. Um obviously aside from sudden uh which which is right. another very cool option. Did you uh did you see that sudden has uh has a gift option, holiday stocking stuffer option available. I did. Which is cool. So if you don't actually have a sudden subscription and you are not uh, thinking about signing up for a sudden subscription and you want to get in on it, um, you can actually buy um, eight tubes for, I think, like $35. And if you order by December 16th, you get it delivered by Christmas which is cool. I actually did buy one of those because a friend of mine at work asked me to purchase a pack for him so that he could give it to his wife, who is That's a awesome. huge fan of Sudden. Um, the the last delivery that we got, we had a little blue tube in there that you should give away to a friend. And uh, so I gave him another tube and he gave it to his wife who really loves it. So very cool. That's and uh, yeah, 
big uh, congratulations to those guys who just scored a whole huge chunk of change in uh, venture capital. So, right. I suppose we will see what the future of sudden looks like with with a whole lot more money backing them up. Yeah. That's right. And I mean, I feel like we say this every time, but two things that can never, well, generally never go wrong with somebody is to stock them up on oh, filters dude. for whatever brew methods they like yes. to play with and simultaneously gift cards to the cafes in town that are yep. awesome that or that they like to go to. I wouldn't like go get them a gift card to a place I don't really like, but if you know that they like a particular place in town, you'd always get them something like yeah. that. Yeah, I, I inevitably I get like a whole slew of Starbucks gift gift cards, which is super awesome. So, thanks to everybody who gives me Starbucks gift cards. Instead of Starbucks gift cards, next time get your loved one a Misto Box <laughs> gift subscription. That's true. Uh, yeah, I I uh, I think we can't end the episode without talking about Misto Box gift subscriptions, and you know I I think uh, unfortunately. Um, their Cyber Monday sale is probably over with at this point, but they mm-hmm. had a pretty steep discount on the first delivery. I think it was like seventy five percent off the first delivery if you uh, right. you gave somebody a gift subscription. So yeah, there's Misto Box, which would be a great option for someone. Thanks everybody for tuning in, and uh, if you have interesting holiday gifts that you're looking at, uh, we'd love to hear from you on our. Website, if you want to send us an email or on social media, you can drop us a line, comment on on the episode post. Uh, what are you looking for? What's what's going on? What's hot uh, in your life for the holidays in terms of coffee? That should be the, the title of the podcast. What's hot, what's for, hot the for the holidays? Boom. We figured it out. All right, everybody. Thanks so much for tuning in. Uh, until next episode, I'm Brian. He's Brian. You can find us on Instagram at iBrewMyOwnCoffee. You can find us on Twitter at BrewMyOwnCoffee. Check out our website, iBrewMyOwnCoffee.com, and the episode for notes for this show are slash 49. Uh, we'll have all the links and everything that we talked about in there. Um, thanks again, and uh, to everybody out there who stuck with us during our absence, happy holidays. Happy holidays, everybody.